It's, yeah, you don't have to. <laughs> Baby. I'm not gonna it's do like that. I'm whispering in your ear. I mean, I really am if you want to get technical about it. Well, yeah. I don't want to get technical about uh, it. Yeah. Let's not get that deep. But I do want to, you know, we've, we've, been, we've been texting back and forth and now talking for mm-hmm. quite some time. I feel like we should have been podcasting lunch and outside of the studio conversation. We should. That's why I tell people this all the time. It's like, that's why I got into podcasting. Exactly. I was like, this is a, that's a cool conversation. Like, I may not ever re-listen to it, but I can picture like, yeah, I'm jealous of like the producers in the room. Yes. Of all of the podcasts that I listen to, it's like the person that gets to sit there and listen to all of that live. And they absorb it afterward as they're editing. I do, yeah. You, and, and here's the thing about, like, I'm really big on positivity and, and speaking positive things out into the universe, you know. Um, I believe that the more those vibrations of audio get heard, edited, you know, with the more they get played, the more it goes out there to the universe. It doesn't always have to be someone's voice saying it. Because... Um, I don't know why. We can get into language and stuff like that, too. But I think the more of that kind of thing that happens, that's how you literally change your reality. Mm-hmm. You know? That's going way too deep before we even get there. We, yeah, okay. Well, you know, Jason Lowe, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, uh, on episode 33, Life Unravel podcast. I got some other shows I do, but this is this the, it's the open forum. This is it. We just talk about whatever, as we were talking about earlier. Cool. Uh, so, wait, tell just just a little bit about yourself, and then we'll get back into you know conspiracy theories, the, we, the and, weird stuff, and, and Mesopotamian deities, yeah, whatever, whatever you want to talk about. But uh, so you are kind of a Renaissance man. That's kind of why I wanted to have you on the podcast, because cool. yeah. yeah, I don't know that I've ever been called that before. But well, I mean, like, okay, so like, what's a Renaissance man in our time? Like, some, right. somebody that's in. Like the things we're talking about, it's like, hey, you're doing these things that mm-hmm. other, this whole other sect of people are rejecting. Yeah, you know. So, That's but true. it's just like uh, I, I, I'm involved in a lot of different stuff. You're involved in a lot of different stuff, a diverse, uh, and interesting set of things. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I know you, you're originally from here, but have also traveled. And you're saying over lunch you've been to Scotland and some. Some different things. So yeah. just a little bit about, uh, you know, your background and stuff, man. Get everything going. Dude, I, I've, I've lived a crazy life, for one thing. Um, first of all, I'm 36 years old. Um, I am technically unemployed and intend to be that way for the rest of my life. Um, I don't, I'm not a slacker by any means. In fact, the shirt that I'm wearing right now says hustle on it like a thousand times, I think. Um, Always hashtag Hustleville. Yeah, Hustleville. Hustleville. Yeah. I like that. I've never heard of that. You hear Russ Vegas a lot these days, know, but yeah. never Hustleville. That's a good one, man. Yeah, I'm always afraid people are going to think I'm talking about like hustling drugs or something right, instead a, of yeah. like, I'm getting my hustle up over here, guys. You Me know, too. I'm working hard. I'm grinding. Exactly. Yeah. But that's that's been kind of uh, my life in Russellville, at least. Um, I grew up in Dardanelle, went to school there, graduated. Went to Arkansas Tech for a little bit, studied psychology. Um, I'm trying to make this as brief as possible because these are the boring parts. Um, I studied, uh, I wanted to study psychology so I could help um, children who have been molested, you know, or... or like rehabilitation studies yeah, and counseling. Um, because I myself was, was a victim of that when I was five. So, and I, I speak openly about it because, you know, of the, I don't know, I think it needs to be heard. People need to be encouraged. It, it, that, I think, is a lot of the reason. I mean, obviously, it's a taboo subject. 
But I think that's a lot of the times it's just like I was thinking about this core and I are about to have kids. Uh, We've been talking a lot about it and we're we're planning. We have it planned out, right? The the clock is counting down more and more. So it's like as, as we get closer, I'm like, I just remember like when it was my dad's time to like, you know, have the talk with me mm-hmm. about this and that and how he would not man up so and do awkward. that. Yeah. Oh, dude. And it's just like, man, I, then I started thinking about it. And I was like, okay, yeah, no, I could see where that'd be a little weird. But then it's like, I'm I'm trying to put in the thought work ahead of time of like, how are you, how do I deal? And uh, man, did you watch that mo- uh, documentary, um, Leaving Neverland? No. Is it a Michael Jackson? Yes. Side note. My wife bought me a Michael Jackson shirt yesterday, yeah, which looks awesome, and I was going to wear it today, but we had talked before the podcast about um, maybe getting into some Epstein conversation, yeah. and I thought, can I consciously wear a Michael Jackson shirt? Well, I, I mean, all of it's, that? I guess, technically alleged still, right? It is alleged, but there is truth somewhere to be found. That's yes, well, and like if the story itself, like the thing that I was most disturbed about is like the guy that's the uh, instant choreographer who I've forgotten his name already. I haven't heard of um, this. Okay, so one of the kids that testified previously that said, no, Michael Jackson is great, he was Britney Spears, an instinct choreographer at their height, and he was like a Michael Jackson prodigy when he oh, was wow. a little kid. He was one of the kids that went on tours with Michael Jackson, all this stuff. Golly. Um, and he, like, stayed with Michael for, like, a whole year or something. It, they, they lay out this guy's story and another guy's story in this Leaving Neverland documentary. I need to watch that. But, it, but, like, this guy had kids and just fell apart because it was like he was realizing what had happened to him. He never, until he had kids and was about 30 years old or something, and, like, I kind of empathize with it because, like, I'm 32 now, and, like, I remember even, like, within the last 18 months, like, feeling like I was hitting new leaps and bounds, consciously speaking. I'm, like, mm-hmm. feeling like I was still learning, still getting better at what I was doing, still taking new information, doing stuff with it. So I was like, man, okay. So this guy just really realized that he was a victim. Yeah. And he, had, he didn't know. Like, that's a possible thing. Like, for somebody that had been abused, maybe. Like, yeah. I never thought about it that way. But then also I was like... Other people got abused because you said that it's just a complex. Yeah, and that's the mystery of it because, like, you now have all these people, I don't want to say lobbying accusations, but making accusations of of famous folks 30 years after it happened. And, And my first, like, I'm a white male, you know? Admittedly, I grew up in the South, and I have... It's a bad time to be all the things that you just said. Exactly. Well, no, I wouldn't say it's honestly. So I, I'm joking when I say. I know you. Yeah. I know that you are. But I mean, it's worth talking. It's about not that. a bad thing because it's pulling out a lot of truths that we haven't seen, and like when I was talking earlier about having compassion and and just wanting to help people, um, that's I think that's why I want to help so many people now and see where I've been at fault, so that it doesn't happen in the future. You know, like. That is the big goal. You know, I th- I've been thinking a lot about that because and so some people <clears throat> is it is what it is. Like y- you kind of work on your own issues, and mm-hmm. I do this like through 
getting involved with something. It's like that, whether it makes you more self-aware or whatever, it's like I, I've noticed myself several times. It's like, oh, I'm deficient in something. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work on that through being involved with that in some other way. I think kind of kind of what you're talking about. But <clears throat> some people, like uh, I remember John Lennon was like, he's like, look, the, I aspired to live this way. I always fell short. But it was like, it was a goal. Yeah. And I talked about it. Like, it was something I was trying to do. And it's like, you talk about it, and sometimes you fall short, and then people judge you for falling short of it immediately. But it's like, uh, Nathan and I talked about this on the podcast the other day. It's like, I never really fault a politician for, like, changing their ideas for what, it's like, okay, I could see. Like, I, I have changed. I've mm-hmm. changed the way I view key topics, like what, you know, it's the things we'll talk about. And are you should. Talk. You should. Man. As new information becomes available. Cause, but you know how everybody's like, well, you're voting. You flip flopped. You yeah. switched sides on this issue. Yeah, you're like, no longer a Democrat. You probably met a person that you, that, that you empathized with that you realized they were a human being. Right. You exactly. I, I can't look at, and this is why I don't follow news at all like you might bring up some things that i've never heard of that are current topics because yeah, i'm just on that area it. 51 train right now dude but that's about it you know if there was anything there they would have already moved it uh, yeah I mean, they definitely they might definitely may have shuffled some things there's like a million people it's going. like you could if if there were golden fort knox there would are, there would have been an airplane in it already, or the you know, NSA, like, or the I mean, there's a whole bunch of, uh, or maybe this is the R. There's a whole lot of stuff that exists outside of the we the people model. Yes, like the CIA, the NSA, intelligence agencies, right. and, and the black budgets and ent- entities. Uh, and it's, I think that we might have caught up. Like at the time that they were getting created, we didn't really know about it. We didn't know what the implications were of there being an NSA and all of these. Um, yes, needed, but they again they exist outside of oversight, right. as I understand it. Well, the president has no control over most of the majority of what they do, right? I mean, he has no authority to come in and just say, "Nope, stop this," because he doesn't even know about this. I would say probably. I mean, in my view, like what we see play out in the media is probably his version of getting involved yeah. you know what i'm saying like yeah. that's probably all like, like we're getting some weird version of the story yeah and it's like really it's like more along the lines of what we're talking about yeah i'm um how many subjects have we hit so far all of them see i'm, I'm helping you to like broaden your podcast reach so we can talk about literally everything yes under I've, the sun <laughs> you know we hit all all the current stuff just talked about trying i mean Rush, Russian face Russia. app oh, trolls. Yeah. We, yeah, throw that in there for your uh, algorithm. Yes, uh, you know here's what, here's the whole like okay because I I heard that narrative and mm-hmm. and it's likely AF, but like dude, what's scary about it if that is a narrative that's plausible is the fact that like what stops you from taking my likeness from one of my Facebook pictures or wherever anywhere like mm-hmm. oh, like my website <clears throat> and doing whatever. With it. You've seen the deep fakes, right? Well, uh, you well, like particularly in reference to what? Uh, like there was a there was one that went around on Facebook most recently. We had um, Jack Nicholson on the bottom and Jim Carrey on the top, but it wasn't really Jim Carrey. It was a it was a face mapping that a AI had done. You haven't seen this? No. Can you look it up while yeah, we're sitting yeah, here? Yeah. Okay, I just want you to see it. So 
it's it's just called Deep Fake. Um, I don't know, Jim Carrey. I just have to whatever. Deep yeah. Fake Jim Carrey. Um, <clears throat> it's it is indistinguishable from the real thing. Oh wow! Oh yeah, it's is it top uh, and bottom there. Yeah, it's Jim Carrey with um, The Shining. Watch the right. video. That's okay. that's the most impressive thing. Because it's... Let me see if I can just cast the video up on the TV. Yeah. Um, so when you talk about like AI, for example, and this is this whole thing links to the face app. I'm getting there. Um, Damn, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I, dude, I, was, I posted the other day on Facebook, hey, you guys need to read this. Did you see that post that I had? Yes, yes, um, yes. And like 50 people shared it. Like it was, you know, apparently nobody had thought to read the fine print where it says everything you do in this app belongs to us. Like literally everything. Your photo library belongs to everything us. Everything anybody does, it, even with Imagine your own likeness. your photo library. How much information about you and everybody you know is in that photo library? Location data? <sighs> Uh, and all face, the facial, facial recognition. recognition. They know every single <clears throat> person in your life. They can track every single person in your life through your location data. And your location data also includes um, how many steps you've taken. Dude, have you it's heard that your they phone. have like this technology uh, that can read the signature of like your like your cardio like your cardiovascular yeah. signature? Absolutely. Like, oh my goodness! Hold on, my from a, from a long distance. Yeah. Sam, what's his last name? Tripoli. Tripoli. Yeah. Sam Tripoli and Eddie Bravo. Eddie Bravo is a statistic biologist and a flat earther and many other things. Really? Yeah. I I tried to ride the flat earth train. I tried. I mean, I went down the rabbit hole for sure. I just couldn't. I just couldn't I mean, do I it. Was, I was never, uh, I was never a flat earther. Yeah, that's, but I was that's like, me. I was like, we're gonna hear everything you guys have to say, right? I and wanna, I want to know. And along when I was going, like when I was going down that rabbit hole, like I went down a dinosaur rabbit hole and a whole bunch of other rabbit holes. I was like, man, I didn't know. And here I am on Hollow Earth and uh, all, <laughs> all sorts of stuff. Hollow man. Moon. Now, like, Corey and I have been watching Ancient Aliens in the evenings, and, like, I'm not even entertained by it. I, I yeah. thought I would be. That's what I'm at, too. Because you, you used to be. That that whole line of thinking used to be revolutionary, but now that you have expanded your consciousness a bit. Oh, there's an error with the video. Please choose another. Uh-oh. Come on, now. That means the conspiracy is afoot. They don't want us talking about this. The Shining starring Jim Carrey, oh, deep dude. fake. Oh, so they edited in like a whole scene. Well, there's another one that is that's top and bottom. You'll see it in the preview. It's like top and bottom. I think it has a yellow. So it shows the original and then the Jim Carrey version. Yeah, like side by side. In time. Look, right there. It's more impressive when you see them side by side. I mean, I heard Joe Rogan talking about deep fake, but I didn't like I've heard I didn't look into it. I didn't really get what they were saying and the implications. And here's the thing: they're because they were talking about like it was crap, like the technology right. in the mouth, like somebody had done it one. It used with Joe. to be like last year. Now it's yeah. I want to see tell them, the difference. Uh, I want to see their mouths move or Jim Carrey. Such a good movie too. I haven't seen it in years. It's amazing. 
dude, just because it's Jack Nicholson, you can, like, I can get, like, the mouth moving that way. Yeah, you could see. But, man, for this old of a movie, you wouldn't question it. That's the thing. They've gotten so good at it now that they can do, like, there's, there's videos of Obama. You know, they've, they've tracked over his speeches. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen some of those. And you can't tell the difference. So think about what that opens up to, to people who would want to do anything even close to being bad, you know? Uh-huh. Like, you could, you could easily... Sorry, I'm talking over this, but... You could easily take control over a network, for example, a TV network, and broadcast a special announcement from President Barack Obama. That would be nothing for a hacker to do. That's these days. yeah, that's cybersecurity on a whole other. That's a fascinating topic to me, and yes. I'm glad that we are growing. Like, um, there are all sorts of subsets of that in higher education now, yeah. like. Uh, Emergency management, cybersecurity, hacking. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's all, a gaming, all. you know, division at Tech. Yeah, I know. I'm so glad cool. they started doing that yeah. because, I, man, I'm just all about. <clears throat> there is this lingering perception when I was in um, school. I think that it's like, look, you got to figure out what you're gonna be and be that forever. And then also, like, I just tell, I always tell people this. I'm like. When I graduated, when I was 19 years old, I was going to be a radiology technician, bro. Mm-hmm. Okay? You know what? That pays like $36,000 a year. And um, I was just like a perfect schedule on Monday through Friday. And at and 8 to eight a.m. to 4, I'm just going to take x-rays of people. I made mm-hmm. $36,000 a year starting out. And I only have to go to school for just like, a, like not even the whole amount of time. Yeah. And that is what people are doing right now. So that's what I should do. Right. And then I was just like, because, you know, doing something you're just interested in that might not pay the bills was not a thing. It was it was an art degree and that was laughable. Don't you're uh, getting an art degree. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I got That's a liberal fine arts education and it, it definitely I remember receiving critical remarks from a lot of people around me about what what path I had chosen. Mm-hmm. But it's like in the end, it's like. I did everything I always said I was going to do. Became a history professor uh, with a master's degree, which is actually not easy to do. Yeah, um, I just happened to like a guy retired, and I landed a position nearby. And what are the odds? I mean, it just all played out because I didn't use my education for like three years mm-hmm. at least. After I, after I got it, I was just kind of like, and I was kind of down on myself about that. But I mean, it, it definitely lends to everything I do. I didn't use it formally, you know, just formally. Yeah. In the field. But you used the experience gained in oh, college. Yeah. I mean, it made me who I am big yeah. time, you know. Did you have loans? I do, yes. You still do? Yes. Are they crushing? Like, um, do they feel horrible? No. No, I mean, but if Bernie wants to forgive him, I'll let him. Well, of course. I got no problems with that. I would try to grandfather in myself into some kind of university <laughs> just to finish my degree. That man, it's um well, you know, on, on his plan it's like you you go to that university for free. That would be you awesome. Know. These are things, man, uh because I did go into I'm a person that's like I went into debt for my education. I am paying it back. I paid a significant portion of it back. Mm-hmm. I will have it paid back in about the next five years or so if I just kept doing what I was doing. 
but um, it's good you have a plan like that too. Yeah, man. But so many people don't, mm-hmm. and this like what we were talking about over lunch with like our city problems. It's yeah. like I brought this up in our little sit down. It's like if my wife and I, like, I mean, she's way smarter than me, guys. Like, I got a master's degree and all this stuff, and but like she's had a four since like she came out of the womb. Yeah, and um, she's a genius. Like Cora is so smart, and it's like. We're, like, get shit done people. Mm-hmm. Like, we both came from a <clears throat> situation where it's, like, no real family ties, money, anything like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, like, if we can't figure this out, yeah, who can? Right. You know? I was telling this to another friend of mine, a professor, and he was just, like, imagine if you were black. And I was, like... Damn, I never thought about it that way. But yeah. then, like, but as soon as he said that, I like, I mean, it was upsetting because I was like, I don't see any black people doing this around here. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I started there immediately thinking, I'm like, how many black people are running businesses in Russellville or are in a position like I am? I mean, there's some, there's some, but it's like, and, and two, our population isn't as large as some of the other areas, but it's just yeah. like the diversity's not there. Is it is it proportionate to the to the percentage of demographic? I don't know. Mm, I don't. I I don't know. I could see it, be, uh, but I don't know. I'm trying to think of how many African American owned businesses that I know of. You probably know of more because you're a business owner. Man, I'm only thinking of like two. Daddy Smacking Wings is one of them. If you can't think of that one. There's this guy that runs a little fitness, like trains uh, athletes. I forget what the name of his facility is, though. And I think he is over there by Valley Piano. Okay, yeah. It's kind of like a CrossFit thing, but he does like he does like what we do with kids martial arts, but it's for like kids playing football, baseball, basketball, stuff like that. Like he does private personal training, and that's cool. Yeah. So I mean, there's so much pee wee football and stuff that goes on around here. I mean, it's not what I'm. Like, I'm glad I didn't have boys, dude. Yeah, you have all girls. I have, all, I have four girls. Wow. And uh, I, like, I'm really thankful for all of them because I wanted boys. I I wanted to have all boys, and one girl's fine. I'll have 20 boys before I have one girl, and it just didn't happen. But I'm so thankful because number one, they don't like to play sports. That by their choice, my like one of them does. She How, likes to play what basketball. are the ages? Um, the youngest just turned four, and then I've got six. Eight and ten, wow. I think, and they always—it's their birthdays are always interspersed, so I, they're always changing age, and I can't remember what. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, they—they they like to play indoor sports. I couldn't imagine being a dad of sons being in a football field at this kind of heat, dude. Like I think about that, that all the time. Like I'm so not—I played football, man. I'm just not a fan of that model. And like in like a community like Russellville, yeah, it's like. There's 11 spots on the field, mm-hmm. 22 if people don't play both ways at all. But it's like there's like 700 seniors. Yeah. And, you know, let's just say half of them are boys, 10th through 12th grade. And it's like, what are the odds? Uh, you know, it's just uh, – it's too – and I even got to play. Like, it mm-hmm. wasn't like I just rode the bench all through high school and stuff. Like, my school was like 107 people graduating class or something I think mine like that. was 93. Yeah, so <clears throat> that was pretty low on the the list of that ninety three. I was too, man. I graduated yeah. with a two point nine grade point. 
I was a, I yeah. was pretty slackerish in um, math and science, but dude, uh, in hindsight <clears throat> and having awareness about the things I do now, one, I think I have a learning disability. I don't have very good reading comprehension, dude, but I'm going to remember the heck out of this conversation. You okay, know? yeah. Like, it's auditory. You're using different parts of your brain, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And But it's like, so I wasn't, I wasn't really aware of that uh, or how I could play to those strengths. Right. Like, now, like I told you, I was talking about the, like, my Graham Hancock books, like, honestly, maybe the last, I mean, it won't be the last books I buy, but now I'm just going to get audio books. Yes. Because, I mean, I just have that time where I drive to work every morning, yeah. and it's about a 25-minute commute, and it's like I knock out, like I wake up and I start listening to a podcast or a book or mm-hmm. something, I'm just doing my morning thing, and I get in the car and listen to it on the way. And I spend about three hours in my office, and I don't I don't listen to a whole lot of podcast stuff in my office, uh, but I do occasionally. Do you have an Audible? Um, I just got it set up, yeah. For, to get... Your links and stuff. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. cool. Yes, I mean, I just just downloaded the app the other day. Yeah, I did that for my podcast too. It was very like people love that. You get a free what is it, a free month, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you can talk about that yet. No, no. Well, they give you a script basically. You don't have to follow the script exactly, but okay, know. interesting. Yeah, <laughs> more helpful info. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you ever listen to any um, Carlin? Dan Carlin, the podcaster. I thought you were talking about George Carlin. Yeah, him too. Yes, I have. But uh, Hardcore History Podcast. I don't listen to anything anymore. They're uh, this guy. You know, and too, like I'm a lot of the podcasts, Joe Rogan's really Mm -hmm. about the only podcast to listen to unless Joe. I don't see him on YouTube. Joey Diaz has a big guest on. There's some people like that tinfoil hat, like they're talking about some crazy shit and talking about that Epstein stuff. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, I just listen to and watch Rogan. Yeah. I like seeing, we are talking about this over lunch, I think, uh, different uh, formats yeah. that people use. Like, if they're following a script or a format or, a, mm-hmm. you know, eventually I want to segue into getting um, some sponsors and some different things and doing some ads and stuff. Yep. But I haven't put a lot into that yet. I, I did a lot of research in that because that's that was one of the main, um, I don't know, offerings of my life coaching company that never really got off the ground um, was podcasting. I wanted it to be available for free, you know, and anybody that needs help can get it. And I had no idea what my monetization was going to look like. I just knew that if I kept putting stuff out that I would eventually get monetized in some fashion. And that ended up being true, but I didn't stick with it. So I never really made any money. Um, But it's very easy to do. So, You'll have no say, problem. Yeah, with you it, just yeah. Have to say after. You just have to keep keep going. See, that's where I'm at right now. It's like I've I think I mentioned this before we started recording. I've I've changed the studio up a few times, just because you know, like I I like when I got started there. I went through this uh, and I only do like two podcasts with it, but I thought that I was gonna like a chair format better. Yeah, and I didn't at all. You mean like two two chairs and a yeah. fern? Yeah, 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 yeah. But so then what I ended <laughs> up doing is like that's the perfect format for my office at the university. Mm-hmm. So I just took those chairs there. Um, one of them still in the living room, but that, so now I have this table set up and like when we get, uh, the gym situation rolling, we will set up a studio there, probably another table, but man, I just like, I'm always here. I'm always at the gym or I'm always at the university and I'm trying to be able to crank out content. It's yeah. just in relation to what I mean. All I'm trying to do is capture what, 
what I'm doing. Until all of those places end up being one place, you have to have yeah. these. Yeah. That's I think how it's Alex cool Jones and a whole bunch of other people. It's kind of like a negative reference for a lot of folks. But yeah. I mean, this the he got started off in like a bedroom of his house. Yeah. You know, Joe Rogan upstairs bedroom of his house. And uh, but it's just man, everybody like wants a man cave and stuff. Eventually, yeah. I'm gonna build a carport or something, but in uh, like a home gym and stuff. Because man, honestly. I don't want to have to leave my house to be able to do anything. Right. Or I just want to be able to do the same stuff while I'm at the gym. Yeah. Well, here's something to remember in this. In in your pursuit of the excellence, value, or whatever you want to call it, you have to give value and content. And I think just my limited experience with YouTube so far and, and any sort of social, I guess you'd call it social media or social digital media, um, you, you, had, you need to provide with them with something that they can learn from first. And I think you're doing that. You know, you're giving them information or giving them a, a twist on something that they've never thought of. Your listener, by the way, that's who I'm talking about. Um, where you are is not going to really matter. Like, you can do it on yeah, your I phone. Know. Yeah, it, yeah, I just, know. Uh, it was good just you being kind of in the business, uh, so to speak. Because, yeah. dude, I record, like, it's so easy to do it on your phone. Exactly. Like, the vlogs and stuff I'm putting out. Any conversation um, that you have with somebody that can provide value to someone else, like, hey, this is really good stuff. Can I mind if I record it real quick? I mean, that's that is the best way to do a podcast. I think I would prefer that over seeing Joe Rogan in the same seat every day. Say, so tell me about this and that, and then they, you know, the, yeah. the scientist talks about mushrooms, and then he, I have taken mushrooms this many times. It, like, it's almost predictable at this point. I love Joe Rogan, but it's, I do too. But yeah, and it's I get, totally get what you're saying. Yeah, he even jokes about it. Yeah, he does. He like gets it's, it. It's like there are Joe Rogan stereotypes. Now. Yes, and memes and all kinds of yeah. stuff. Yeah. So like, I think you just keep pursuing truth and and open mindedness and wisdom and things like that, and you'll you'll be drawn into conversations where those things will naturally come up, and just be ready. That's that's one of the reasons why we shoot our everything we shoot for our show is on my phone. Well, I, I use a five D sometimes too. But what do you what do you do your editing with? <clears throat> Adobe Premiere. So I, man, I have about a thousand hours editing Premiere, but I hadn't used it in almost five years. Yeah, it's it's a great piece of software, man. I yeah. love I love Adobe. I hate that I have to pay monthly for their subscription, but yeah. My wife is you know we homeschool our kids, so we qualify as an educator, and we get an education price. Nice. So that's cool. And yeah. I've, I've used it every day. It's yeah. awesome. How many clients do you work with? It, it varies, varies with the season. Yeah. Um, like, for example, most of the people, because of my history, most of the people that would hire me for a job are, like, from churches because I do a lot of – churches do a lot of video work. Um, and so they'll contact me. And they really do. Like, their live streams and everything. Like everything. They, they, they decided that they are going to be on board. I've noticed, like, yeah. almost all the churches are – Live live feed uh, and making available all sorts of digital audio and video yeah. resources. They're and they're doing it for free, which is what you would expect them to do. But still, that's pretty cool. And it and it costs them. The churches, you know, have to pay for that kind of stuff, or they get it for free, and it looks like they got it for free. Mm-hmm. So, I do a lot of work for churches, and then like uh, through the event company that I work with. Um, sometimes there's events that need whatever media they need can be countdowns or, you know, interviews or things like that. And 
I literally have learned everything that I know from just experimenting like that. A client, somebody would call me, hey, can you do this? I've never done it before, but yeah, I'm I, can, I can figure that out. So and that and that kind of goes back to where I was talking about being a hustler, man. Like in this, in my mindset that I have now, um, I just want to do whatever I can do to raise something up, you know? And if I understand that the old model says that you have to work at it for 30 years or, you know, start in as a janitor and you'll maybe be a CEO someday. Yeah, man, I'm just not with that myself I, anymore. I hate either. that model because it takes too long and it and it limits my experience in life. Like if, if this is the only life that I get to live here, I want to be able to say, yeah, I did video editing. And I even those th- even those those things are even trivial in, in themselves. But to say that I explored everything that I could possibly explore and to say that I try to make a career out of some of those things, you know, like I let my creativity fly. And if I get paid for that, oh, cool. yeah. So that's how I learned video editing and everything that I've done since then. When did you get into editing or um, video in general? Man, I don't <clears throat> even know. Like back when I had to steal uh, an editing, pro- you know, software and... We've all done that. Yeah. I know. I have. had a buddy that served in Iraq, and he bought these DVDs that had like six or 700 pieces of software in it, and it was all pirated. And he bought it for like 10 bucks, you know, and would give us copies of it. I'm admitting that, uh, yeah, in public. Hope the CIA is not listening. It's a, it's, it's a work of historical fiction, okay? That's like, true. That's this true. Is, this a, is a story. Uh, you know, this podcast is fused with history and fiction. This is a dramatized... Yes. We're, we're on a script right now. Yeah, exactly. We, we wrote this ahead of time. I forgot my line. I think we're taking intermission anyway, so... <laughs> and we're back. Um, no, that's... It, well, so that's just like kind of like you're like, what we're going to chat about. And I was like, well, dude, um, we live in a digital world. Yes, like, I do. actually start... Like, I refer to this is the digital age. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's the age of enlightenment. There's the, uh, the age of Napoleon and the French revolution or all these ages in history. Mm-hmm. It's like, we are living in a digital age and it's a, it's a unique time. It's, it's as unique of a time as the printing press or like w- is the oldest writing that we have. It changes to. the world. Totally changes the world. And in what ways, man? Have you been following this uh, Elon Musk? Uh, I was going to bring the that brain up. Brain link, didn't. yeah. Neuralink, yeah. Oh my goodness, what do you think about that? Um, okay, so I've, well, I can't say I've done this because I can't take credit for it because it's been done by authors for years and years. But we've all thought of a time when you could blend yourself with a computer, like, and become. Remember a, the movie Weird Science? Yes, <laughs> exactly. Stuff like that, man. It was like 84 we've, or something. We've always been like, ooh, what if that could happen? You know, and never really considered what if that could happen. Like, <laughs> It is weird how these ideas get introduced to consciousness from the Mesopotamian it's, deities it's, and then insane. they become real. It's, yes. It's a joke. We, Mildly. We wanted flying cars. Elon gave us as close as he could possibly get. And now we wanted to be able to control things with our minds. Have you heard why he is anti-flying car? Like, you know, in terms of... Because it would be of, stupid. Well, he, th- he was like, people are stressed out by traffic. He's like, imagine if the traffic was above you, mm-hmm. casting a shadow on you, and you're like, oh. <laughs> like, you know, like a plane's always landing or yep. something. So... Um, imagine what happens when those things fail. Oh, I mean, yeah. Because they would. Yes. 
Brent, he, he brought up some interesting idea. points, but apparently uh, that that had been an avenue that they'd gone down or something, Tesla or some other company that he had. But yeah, this neuro, like, what do you know about Neuralink? Uh, they, apparently they've done animal trials. They have, yeah. I haven't looked into it as much as I really want to because I want to be able to spend a lot of time researching it and watching everything that he says about it. That And that's why I've kind of shied away so far. I've been out of town this he, last week yeah, and stuff. Yeah, he's so intelligent, man. I love he's listening a to him talk, you know. He really is a genius, and he, I think he's Batman. He's super rich and can the do Christian anything Christian version of Batman. Of course. Yes. There is no other. I mean, really, there's not. I don't. I don't. I mean, Michael Keaton about. can get an honorable mention, but that's because yeah. you know. But yeah. really, just in the original, the second one was weird. Batman Returns. Yeah. Danny DeVito is the Penguin. That was a weird one. Does that have Mister Freeze in it too? Mm. I think it just oh, had the, the next Penguin. One Batman and Robin and had Mister Freeze. Yeah, that one. Arnold and, I, and Poison Ivy. <laughs> Mr. Freeze, by the way, is one of the best roller coasters I've ever been on. Dude, um, Batman also equally as good. Which one? Uh, the I did this at Six Flags over Texas. Texas. Um, yeah. It was yellow. Dallas. Yeah. 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 It's yellow and purple, I think. Yeah. The one in St. Louis is very rough. Feels like an. Yeah, old... I haven't been to the one in St. Louis. See, yeah. I forgot there was one there actually. I'm a roller coaster. Did you go there? Yeah. Did, this week, this past week, Six no. Flags. No. Because I. I I worked every day and there wasn't enough time. Cool. But yeah. So Neuralink is uh, something worth like researching, and I'm I plan to. But it's I know that it has to do with electrodes that physically I think they insert somewhere. That's what the that's what wrong. the things the 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 pictures and things I was seeing, and I mean that's why I was almost like sending you some pictures of crazy things earlier. But it's like I don't even know if that picture's real. Scott, yeah, I just got it off Google, man. Yeah, yeah. I just screenshot it and sent it to you because it fit my narrative. That's <laughs> what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I was like, it, it, what, look at this, man. Yeah, I just Googled what I was trying to show you and then <laughs> saved the image. This is what I believe, you. man. <laughs> just letting I'll you know. I'll fight you for this. <laughs> Isn't that how like society goes, though? Like, it really is. Dude, like, like, please accept my narrative <sighs> so we can be friends. Everybody on Facebook right now in our city is talking about this casino issue. Oh man, it's big, and it's been it's been discussed until I'm just sick of it because everybody has their opinion already, and nobody's going to change. You know, so let's just have a vote and get it over with. Have you seen um, the television show, uh, or it's it's uh, Netflix original um, Ozark? I started watching it, but I haven't finished it. Yeah, so season two is all about a casino. Oh, nice. So, like, it, I mean, it, there's a lot of really creepy parallels. Yeah, that's cool. I need I to mean, watch it. Yeah, but uh, it's, uh, I thought it was going I, to, I was up in the air on how season two is going to be. I thought it was good. I thought it was maybe even possibly better. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it is ironic how it's a similar issue, man. But, <laughs> I, I, I mean, was that idea introduced through that show to soften a narrative in our market? That's a good question, because they have the resources available to that to do that. Speaking of the digital age, man, <laughs> like I mean, I, and I thought that. I mean, I'm just con- kind of conspiracy minded about it. Yeah, but it's like I never thought of that. I mean, like Jason Bateman will soften your stance on a on a casino, yeah. you know. But they kind of depict a, this other like the back end negotiation side of it, which then gets you know you begging the questions like, well, you know, what sort of casino stuffs going on? We don't even know about. That's the thing, man. And if there's if our leadership is strong enough to withstand that, then power to them. You know, I hope they are. Yeah. And if they are, then we don't need one anyways. You know, like 
do the right thing, boys, but apparently give um, us our casino. What have you heard as being the top arguments against more That's, moral arguments, ethical arguments? I don't. I don't because I don't go to these meetings. I don't. Know? I mean, I haven't been to one either. I haven't been to any meet and greets. I've just kind of. I mean, everybody's buzzing about it. Um, yeah. The you know, there's some groups on Facebook. I don't know if you're in any of them. I I'm only in them to see them. I, I'm I'm not in one officially, but I go there and I occasionally like comments. Yeah. And the other one I am in, and occasionally I do comment. Yeah. I try, even though I'm not like a public figure, like my wife, compla- she doesn't really complain. She says all the time that we can't go to Walmart without seeing like 10 people that know me. Yeah, dude. I, and I don't know yeah. half of them. So I'm I'm like locally famous without ever having to done anything, you know, to deserve it. So I don't ever say anything in public that I would really regret later pol- politically or I know about weed or about anything that could be used later. I know that's like um honestly too though that's why I want a podcast about these uh, just to uh, create an open discourse about the issues because yeah. it's like man really it doesn't matter like I was tell uh, talking to somebody I just told this to several people it's like you just don't it doesn't matter all the things you're pro, you know. It's like pro casino, pro uh, Airbnb, or all yeah. of this, all of the stuff. Pro dispensary. I, I, it's just like honestly, I want to just know. I want to be educated on those topics because they do affect every, everybody in a way. Yeah. Um, and it's like, and if you just kind of like, I remember somewhat recently at my job, they uh, had a faculty senate meeting, and they're like, "This is the new constitution." Mm-hmm. Is anybody opposed? And I was just like, "Oh, has anybody read this? What, what are we voting on? <laughs> or, what, what are, are we voting on yeah. something? Yeah, what is uh, this? It, I did. It, uh, and they were like, they'd like taken some like things away too. And like uh, the next day, one of the psychology profs who's since retired was like, um, was like reading this story about these monkeys who were given nuts by their caretaker and, and all this stuff and how they were like pissed about the nut routine changing. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they moved it around. So it seemed like they were getting the amount they were previously, <laughs> but they were getting, and he was like reading this psychology book that everybody that walked by it was so funny, but like it just like everybody was passive about it. Everybody like the morale mm-hmm. um, is a little bit, um, low in some areas and uh everybody's just like yeah whatever we don't want to be at this meeting right. so uh can it's we get worth, the show on the road yeah, worth yeah, we're good we're good everybody is saying yay all right see you later mm-hmm. and i was just kind of like hey what is, what are we voting on uh i'm i'm not educated on this topic is this an email did i miss it right it was weird i love corporate hired it great man. higher ed oh, i don't know anything about it because i did not pay attention yeah it's interesting i mean College is great for me. I will say, like, I, it wasn't until, like, honestly, within the last probably a year or 18 months that I realized, like, I'm a collection of, of really good ideas and then from a lot of really good people. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've, I mean, I don't even know if I've come up with anything on my own. I probably have. Like, by through assimilating all of these other people's investments into me, basically. Isn't that weird? It, it is. Like, it's... I like I didn't re- like because I like I for there, I went through this weird period when I wasn't using using my education, and now that I am, it's another weird period. So it's like how do I interpret the the polar opposites of the two? And it's it's like I, I I just realized one day I was like, man, like all of these people that are still my mentors 
a few of them or that uh, I talked to or that it, they inspired me in these ways. Like, like they put, like I have their ideas, like they put like yeah. their interpretations and, and it's like, that is, that's who I am now. Like mm-hmm. it, I became those, those made an imprint on me and now I'm engaged in propagating the idea myself. You know, it's fascinating. And, and upon what does that sit? You know, does that make, does that question make sense? No, it clarify. Uh, that that personality or that belief system or that whatever that way of being who you are upon what does that rest like where is the soul where is the thinker you know like that what I, is consciousness what is consciousness um i and you know we're going to go there I mean, my goodness um but i was just reading uh, ram das's book um remember be here now and it just talks about how he used to be a psychologist and worked at Harvard and had all these appointments and stuff. And then he took acid and it totally like changed his direction in life to becoming a, a monk basically and teaching thousands of people um, like Buddhist ways of thinking. So how is it that our personality is built so much on the people around us and the, the things that we're taught why do we accept those things as true just because we don't know beforehand? Like, why is it, it the first yes. thing we hear is, oh, that's truth. I better follow that. And anything else that comes around later, even though it might be logical, we reject it. We don't look into it. Why is it, is that evolutionary or is that social? There's a lot of things to chew on there. No, that's a, that's a fascinating topic. Because uh, really, like, I mean, how many people are into epistemology? The theory of knowledge, right? You know, because I I just actually uh, touched on. Um, you ever you ever think or talk about moral relativism? Uh, yeah. Or like just relative Story truth, like life. like I mean, because you just kind of you kind of hinted about it. And it's like um, I, I always uh, do this little thought experiment with some of my students. I'll write two plus two equals on the board, and they all say four, and I write five, and I'm mm-hmm. like, but I'm here to convince you that it's five today. Yeah. And, and then can. I then I use all of these other examples of how things have changed over time. Yeah. You know, and how our interpretations have changed over time. And I'm sure this is the same way of mode of thinking that like because like um I always I always use a flat earth sort of approach. because I, I I'll interject because um, I'm giving the logic lecture and the philosophy lecture all at the same time. So I'll be like, All right, guys, so there are people out there who are flat earthers and like somebody will always take the bait and be like (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, Okay, so you you the laugher, tell me what you think about well this they're idiots. They're idiots. And I'm like, Okay, 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 so sir, um, what is your number one proof for heliocentrism? Mm -hmm. Crickets. More crickets. And it's like so you commit. So you don't know what heliocentrism is, first of all, mm-hmm. and you just committed the fallacy of personal attack for somebody who believes a certain way, mm-hmm. and you are just propagating the narrative that you've been told. Yep. And I'm here to tell you about relativism today. <laughs> like, so I, I'll uh, I'll go into it, and I was like, by the <laughs> way, uh, the fallacy of personal attack brings discredit to everything you're about to say. Yep. But it's it, it's it's fascinating to kind of mess with them like that and give it's them. So amazing to think about how that works. Yeah, I mean it is because uh, we do like we do accept a lot of things, and 
I had somewhat of an experience where it, it led me to derive kind of that interpretation of what I was saying. Like, these are the people that, like, in a way, like how I interpret it, sort of pass their consciousness on to me. Mm-hmm. Did they do that for everybody around them? I don't know. You know, and it's like I've started to think about, I've gotten into some like Carl Jung over the last 18 months or mm-hmm. so, but thinking about the living consciousness and like how ideas are introduced into a consciousness. And if you think about things like psychedelics, like you mentioned, like this, uh, like in the number of academics that are associated with studying it right now and like the movement with mushrooms, Paul yeah. Stamets with mushrooms, um, Leary and others with LSD, all of these people sort of experiment on this and Imagine if you have Einstein's idea and then he does uh, some sort of thing that makes him look at something differently. It makes his idea maybe repurposed in another right. way. So it's like, I think that definitely not like the stoned ape theory or whatever, yeah. but it's like people are coming up with maybe unique ideas having had and done those things and had those experiences. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's where some ideas are introduced into consciousness i don't know yeah well and we're asking we are asking questions as a species that have not been asked for several thousand years i mean think about that when and no discredit to jesus i mean by all means he's he great great teacher at the least um but when jesus came on the scene like that's about the time when things just started to change from oh yeah you know, like that sort of thing. The, I was, um, there's a Universal illustration Shaman, on the wall. Yeah, Jeff like, Wood. Like, that's what it was. I know. I'm fascinated by um, studying shamanistic culture or yeah. the like, the cult of cultud of Amun. Mm-hmm. There's this place in Egypt called Miro. It's way down south. It was uh, this um, um, sort of a I don't know if it was the capital, but it was a very big settlement for these Nubian Kushite, like so these black, black African pharaohs, mm-hmm. not like your Arabian sort of Egyptian type. And um, they had, so they had a different culture. They wore leopard skins. They carried spears and stuff. So like wow. they, you, you looked at them and like culturally they were different yeah. looking than the Egyptians at the time. But they allied with the cult of, cult of Amun, and they built these little tiny pyramids. Hmm. And I don't know what they're all about. I'm going to have to look into that. Miro? Miro. M-E-R-O-E. There's pyramids on the screen right now. That's actually cool. Oh, I've always dreamed about going there, man. Uh, I'll go someday. I really, like, I want to climb the Great Pyramid. Yeah. It's probably a bullshit thing to do. It, you just can get arrested for it, but people do you, it. That You pay the guard. A, a, oh. buddy, a buddy of mine's done it. You just nice. pay the guy like 20 bucks and he's like, get up there. Here you go, man. Look the other way. Don't tell anybody. Oh, have you heard the theory? And since we're just... Forrest Gump? Since we're just going crazy here. No. Um, so those things, when you see them there and elsewhere, imagine them as large trees that have been removed and the sand around is actually like sawdust. You ever heard that theory? Whoa. The giant tree theory? No. Um, so you, there are much better examples, you know, out there. What would the you internet. call what we're looking at? Uh, that's like it's like a desert scene with some huge bluffs in the in the distance. Yeah, it's where Forrest Gump is running. I think so. Yeah. Yes. That's, I think that's an iconic road, the yeah. long road with the. And yeah. He's just running, running, running. But 
and I don't, I'm not saying that I personally believe this, but there are some places where, like it in China, it looks like a China. 10 mile wide tree has been chopped down, you know, like, and if you believe, especially if you believe in the Bible, but also a lot of other things, um, giants used to exist on the earth. Particularly Bible. in that part of the United States, from some of the things I read, there you go, is yeah. where some alleged remains. I, I couldn't find some real good sources, but um, like there's apparently some caves yeah. where they have uh, discovered giant remains in the southwest part, uh, portion of the United States heard and that too. Central America. And well, if you like the Book of Enoch, for example, describes giants that were miles tall. And not just you yeah. Know, think about where the feet. story of like Jack and the Beanstalk comes from. You exactly. Know? There, there are legends for a reason. You know, like people I didn't love just come mythology up with this. and folklore, man. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. So like every time I teach a culture, it doesn't matter who they are. We have uh, like we'll I'll have I include a slide and like a, a couple of pages of lecture on um, uh, <clears throat> religion and mythology. Yeah, you know, like. Like, what are there in, in the two? Like, when I do Mesopotamia, I hit Gilgamesh real real thoroughly. And just, like, man, I've gotten super into archetypes. Yeah. I love studying archetypes in literature and symbols mm-hmm. uh, and gestures. Like, yeah. Like, I'm making a gesture towards you. Like, all of the Wing Chun hand forms are these hand gestures, like asking hand. Yeah. That's a, a way. It's called a palm-up wedge block. Um, but uh, there's dispersing hand, slapping hand, pulling hand. There are all of these sort of uh, archetypal gestures, pushing and pulling, and, and they're ancient. Yeah, they and it, yeah, something. it's just, and you see them; um, they're timeless. You see them everywhere. Mm-hmm. You see them in all cultures for all time. And I love, I love finding things that I'm like uh, in, in the ancient record that is still is still hold today. Yeah. So, or thinking about the ways in in which they might hold true, it's it's scary to think that there could have been an entire culture that we have either just not been educated about or not know about. Either one of those is scary, but like eighty foot tall people existing would totally blow everything everything we believe. Dude, I couldn't even do any of my jujitsu moves. No, that there's no way. It'd be like Gulliver's Travels, man. You'd have to like. Dude, I mean that. Oh, that's a great example. Yeah, Yeah. the Ted Danson version. I hope is what you're referencing, (laughs) dude. I've never seen the Ted Danson. Well, it's great. Okay, but I hope I never do. It's it's almost (laughs) as good as the Armand Asante version of Odysseus. There you go. The Odyssey. That's a good one. It it really is. I I'm probably going to show that in my. with the paper that I have these kids do, because they're just college freshmen, most of them, mm-hmm. is um, we take a work that's based off of history. So, like, uh, Troy or 300 yeah. or something like that, and it's like, where did they go wrong? Yeah. You know, like, where is this embellished? Where is it accurate? So they kind of, they have a little five-paragraph format, and they write a research paper, and they cite the film. And I teach them some basics of research. But it's really just like the the exercise to teach them to think critically of, like, why does the beginning of this movie it say based on a true story? Yeah. And, like, so that's a that's like, that's back to the digital age, man. It's like, for the first time ever, the way we're telling this history, and not just that doc- documentary, I got way less qualms with. It's mm-hmm. when, like, like we're joking about with the Hollywood, but you just like if you studied the Red Scare, 
you would know that like anti-communist rhetoric and propaganda and all sorts of other things throughout the 1950s, 60s, even 70s mm-hmm. were being inter- like like sp- sponsored and funded magazines by the CIA, by the NSA. Yep. And it's like where else are because it's like how do you get how do you soften a market on an issue that's controversial? You know what I'm saying? You make it feel like it's their idea. And because so many people identify themselves with things outside of themselves, you know, like like the news. I go home and watch the news every night before I go to sleep, and then I think about it all night. You know, like people become what they consume. Man, I, I haven't watched the news in forever. Well, I haven't either. Yeah, but, I know, but like and most the, people I run into don't, and I wonder if that's good or bad. I used to think it was totally good, I but think now I'm really like, am thing. I turning a blind eye to the situation and the way it is? And it's... Or so many people not, but it's like, then it's like, whoa, the news narrative is, it's tampered with, it's biased, it's, yeah. it's got an agenda. I get that too. So it's like, then it's like back to the theory of knowledge. Where do we get our information? That comes with being self-aware, I think. Like the solution to that is being more self-aware. Um, and whatever means that you get there, just search for self-awareness because then you know, you, you don't need someone else to tell you right or wrong. And that's what the media essentially does. They tell you, oh, this this, this idea of Trump is what you should believe. And and if you watch CNN or if you watch Fox News, like it's obvious you're you're being fed different stories. So the only way to know the truth is to know the truth inside, like who you are at the core. And that's self awareness. Yeah. So Which which that's like I mentioned this earlier, like moral relativism. You know, it's like yeah. Is who you are at the core a thing that moves and changes? I think it does if you allow it to, but I don't. I don't personally believe that any energy in this universe is separate. Like I don't. I think I think that everything is connected, and we all came from the same point. You know, um, and that includes our soul. Whatever our soul is made up of, whatever energy is inside, we're all we're all one. So the truth for me if I get to the purest form of it, should also be the truth for you. That's, that's outside of all opinion. It's outside of what I think about an issue. Like, it's, it's the truth at the core. So that shouldn't change regardless. But we do change our opinions based on just being flesh, being human. I know, know? yeah. And it's interesting to see how people are judged for their, like we mentioned earlier, judged right. for changing their opinions. When it's like, I view it as like, so what you're telling me here is that you're because I've changed my opinion, mm-hmm. and like uh, particularly on like things like for like dogmatically uh, in jujitsu, I never did leg locks because I was told that like they were the devil. Yeah, I mean, there's memes about it. Like it's a it's part of the culture. Like some people do it, some people don't. Sport rules, or but it's like one day I just like realized I felt like I'd been lied to, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm gonna do these. I'm gonna just study all of this taboo stuff. I don't even care what people I have to say about it. Is there, is there some kind of, like who would say in that culture who, where does the pressure come from to be uniform? Is it traditional or is it like some kind of organization that says you have to do something? It's all of that. It's all of that. It's like, so it's a, you could survey the broader community of jiu-jitsu and the culture that exists within it. And like some people are like, okay, Jason, you're going to need to purchase this white gi and just yeah. wear the white one, okay? It can only have the team patch on it. It cannot have any of your shit, okay? White gi only. Don't wear any color gi. Mm-hmm. That'll be $150. 
<laughs> you cannot get a key unless it's from me. I get that. Yeah. Like, I, to an extent, I'm not really, but like, are you that type of consumer? Bro, would you like this stealth black gi that my bro Nick Hoots designed? There you go. Because it's dope and it looks cool. It makes all white belts look cool and mm-hmm. feel cool. It's like when Luke Skywalker came back in Return of the Jedi and was in the black costume. Yeah, dude. Like, would you like to feel that way? And everybody's like, yes. And everybody, sorry, white gi's only, bro. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know exactly. what I'm saying? But the, the black ones cost a thousand. Uh, yeah, yes. It's like the only 10 bones more for a quarter, bro. Yes. But it's stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. there's a whole association out there that's like that. There are ho- groups that are like that. There are groups there's this culture exists like, okay, Jason, I'm a, I'm a black belt, okay? And you do not ask me <laughs> yeah. to roll, okay? Only I ask you. And, like, dude, that's a culture. Wow. And it's like, I don't adhere to any of that. I don't adhere to, like, all of the taboo. I'm just like, uh, why do we line up in rows? This is weird. Mm-hmm. Can we stand in a circle? Like, but it's the tradition to line up in these rows delineated by your rank. Right. And it's just like, man, that's not propagating equality. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've got a blue belt right now that can submit anybody in the gym, and me included. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's one of the best guys. And it's like, yeah, I submit him, obviously, and everybody else that's a colored belt for the most part does too. But it's like he's dangerous. Yeah. And it's like, so it's like there goes your hierarchy, you know, in terms of like it being attached to something tangible like what you can do to somebody. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, then it's like, oh, you've been here longer, so you stand in front of that man or woman or whoever. And things like that, I think dogmatically speaking, like all of these things will go away. I hope so. I, I, I'm I'm trying to lead the crusade. I joke about it in my videos and stuff all the time, because like uh, there for a while, I just start. I, I would only show illegal techniques in my uniform, mm-hmm. because that's the taboo thing. Is like, bro, you're wearing a jujitsu gi, and you got your black belt on. You're showing these illegal techniques. <laughs> and it's like you're not representing correctly. Yeah, and it's like, eh. so I have relentless. I'm just like, dude, jujitsu thought police. Mm-hmm. They're always there's like Facebook pages about it, Bullshito, McDojo Life, and all this stuff. And it's <laughs> just like, awesome. I don't even. It, I'm not affected by it, but I kind of like I, I joke about the narrative. Master Ken's kind of doing a similar thing. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I don't take it to the comedy degree that he does. Yeah, but he's playing over. I uh, like he's playing on dogmatic stereotypes. Yeah. I didn't know he was an actual instructor. He's trained. He's trained. uh, But, like, I don't think that he still does. I mean, he's a black belt. Wow. That was one thing. He actually has done martial arts. But that's... um, It's hilarious. It is, man. The martial arts culture is fascinating. I think a lot of people in the jiu-jitsu community think that there are, like, no stereotypes because there's an elitism. Yeah. Also, it's kind of interesting. I have a, this whole segment of the show where all we do is talk about martial arts. I just try and You're, cut, it, keep it keep my audiences like that, but it is yeah, such a big part of what we do. Keep your algorithm happy, you know. Yeah. It's going to be that's a subject that I have no experience in. Yeah, man, it's it, you know what's we live in a weird time, fascinating mm-hmm. time. You, have you heard of Jocko Willenick? No. He is a former Navy SEAL. He has a podcast, uh, but he's also like he's like a David Goggins type character. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's been on Joe's podcast. Uh, I forget where I first heard. He's written a few books, I want to say. But um, him and Joe Rogan have both done, and Eddie Bravo too, have both done so much. Like, they're like, hey, check out this flat earth. You know, like, 
or having just different, and then they talk about jujitsu. Yeah. So like, so many people are coming to me that are just like Joe Rogan. Yeah. Files. Well, it's a, it's like the listening same thing. to him at work, and they're like, "Man, he just kept talking about jujitsu, and it appealed to my <laughs> sense of being." And here we are, you know. I want to be like Joe. Hey, and I'm man. like, all right, dude. That's cool. Here's this stealth fighter bike gi we got right here. Mm-hmm. Make you feel cool like Luke Skywalker. Look like look like uh, Tom Cruise getting off the jet. Dude, new, a Top Gun, new Top Gun movie coming out. I, I have not even seen that trailer yet, but I, man, I hate it when I have to go work because like I don't have time to sit and watch you know a trailer or or anything because everything's dude. Editing do is such a time consuming thing, <sighs> bro. It's crazy. That's why I'm so glad to hear that you do things um, on your phone a lot of the time. Yeah, I try to to be as. as yeah, like I can still be with my family. People say that you're not really with your family if you're on your phone, but I I feel like I've balanced it well. Do I, you have an app for Premiere on your phone by the chance? There is uh, there's Premiere Rush. I don't use it for editing, but um, I use it for all the social part of it, um, the Insta and the Facebook and the marketing part because part of my business is doing marketing for clients and stuff. What all sort of services do you actually provide? Um, I say it's anything that you would call digital media. You know, we content we, creation. We create content. We, uh, it's you know, I'm pretty skilled with writing stuff. So I've I've written blog posts for people. Um, anything from that to writing scripts for commercials, actually filming commercials, websites, anything digital. Um, I've I know enough about it, or I know someone that can do it, and I can put those things together. Um, I just want my company to be, you know, the digital media powerhouse. That Russellville deserves, you know. Man, uh, media firms are going to become more and more of a thing. I've been thinking about yeah. media firms for like five years now. It, you yeah, ever, you ever follow Gary Vaynerchuk? I'm a huge Gary V fan. Dude. Yeah, and that's I. I can't make the jump for from me to company. You know, like I've never been educated in any form of business. Man, I almost got a. Um, I, was it Nathan that was saying he got a business? He had a business background. Nathan George? Yeah. yeah. He's really yeah. smart with that stuff. Because uh, I, I, here's the thing. Like I was telling Corey last night, I was like, you have your bike belt in business. Mm-hmm. And in different ways, I do too. But like all the things that I suck at, like not going to tax jail. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like like accounting, budgeting. Like Cora, Cora does that whole side of the business. And mm-hmm. I like show up and teach martial arts like a bum. But um, you're pretty lucky in that. I know she's so good. Um, but it, for the most part, if I didn't have her doing that, it would be extremely difficult. I'd have to hire it done. I would have to hire somebody yeah. to do the books and stuff like that. So that's the side of owning a business. But I've always kind of looked at it the other way, and I've even told her, I'm like, if if you not doing this alleviates stress, and you're able to do more strengths, right. kind of like uh, Gary Vaynerchuk says, like. Like triple down on your strengths. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't give a a damn about your weaknesses. Like let's not even talk about those. That sounds negative. Yeah. Like uh, let's just focus on what you can do. Right. So, but like luckily, it is it is it's weird because with Cora, like my wife, everything that she is like really good at, I suck at. Yeah. And cool. everything that I'm really good at is like her her sort of point where she doesn't f- quite feel confident. feel confident yeah and it's it's interesting because for me and it's we're polar opposites so like like i actually was like the other day i was like i'm, I'm not smart like you 
You're so smart. And she's like, you're a college history professor. You always know some information. Pull it together, man. And I was like, I'm not smart like you. (laughs) But I really felt that way. But she, and then, you know, her subjective reality is like, I'm not smart like you. Mm -hmm. And it's like, both of those statements are true. Yep. We both uh, really lean on each other in, in the areas that we are weak. Right. So... But that's, I think, why we're a great team and get a lot of stuff done and made it as far as we made it. Yeah. I think uh, that's that could be humanity's story as a whole. Like, if we would all be that way together, how much could we accomplish? Yeah. You know? I think about that all, a lot. There's there's so much division and there's so much just unneeded anger. Oh, like I was, de- I was telling aggression. somebody this the other day. It's like... And I mentioned this to you earlier about like having to make political posts because building a building is a nightmare. But it's like I'm not trying to create any divisiveness with anyone. It's like, oh, you don't want there to be a casino? Cool, dude. Just don't assume I think like you think, you know, or or whatever, or expect me or require me as a part of our exchange to think like you think. Right. It's fascinating. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna agree with you just so I can be your friend. I know. Yeah. I know. I, I've recently had, have gone through that with a couple of people, and it's just like that's like my principles don't line up with that. So yep. like I can't. Sorry. I don't ever unfriend, but I unfollow a lot. I know. I, I'm glad they made that an option. I think they yeah. realized because like I used to kind of feel like an asshole for unfriending people. Not really, sort yeah. of. But now I'm just like, oh, I don't have to. It's almost like a, it's almost a bigger digital slap in the face, man. It really like, is. Like, yeah, you're, you can still look at my life, but I'm refusing to look at yours. Exactly. I still want you to see me. Yeah. But I don't want to see you. Well, then, <laughs> that's exactly what I was about to say, too. That's exactly the reason why I do it, because... <laughs> because I'm self-aware enough to know that most of the things that I post are positivity. And I, man, that, that makes me think of so many other things to say, but I'll finish this thought. Um, I want them to have the positivity on Facebook because like that's, that's been what I've wished for. You know, I know that's like, we've alluded to that about three times. Now. Yeah. It's so an aspiration. Yeah. yeah. But, but yet I don't want to have to intake all of their, just random nonsense because it's mostly nonsense. So that's why the unfollow button exists. Thanks, Mark. And we're better for it. Thanks, Zucks. Yeah. Give me some money. One, one thing you did good, um, at least. I don't know, man. I'm I'm back and forth. Like I, we talked about this earlier. I don't know if we're recording, but like I have Facebook, I have to have it for my business. Like yeah. it's and. Everybody's always talking about it's on its way out, it's this, that, and it's like I see no signs of that. Like mm, I'm getting either. more leads in our inbox than ever. More people are hitting me up than ever. We're getting more reach than ever. Yep. And, and as a matter of fact, like I feel like I understand more about digital marketing than ever. I was commenting with the score the other day. I was like, I just feel like I didn't view, like why did it take me so long to think about it this way? You know? Yeah. And she's like, it's only been a thing for like less than fifteen years or something. And yeah. I was like, all right, yeah, that's yeah. true. Think about how long it took for like uh, newspaper advertisements to get to where they are now. You know, papers have been printed for what a couple hundred years, probably oh, yeah. or, or yeah. longer. Yeah. Um, so it just it takes a while for any new medium to to figure out how it's going to monetize, and it has to equalize over a certain period of time. And social is getting to the point now where people like you and I, who aren't 
big business owners and, and corporation owners who have staff to do this. We get to figure it out now. And it just takes a while. That's just where we're at. Yeah. Unfortunately. It's a... I just I say this a lot. It's a it's a weird and interesting time to be alive. That's for sure. I don't think it's half as interesting as it will be when my kids grow up. Oh man, I think about. I remember when I was like, I remember when I was like a teen, like looking at my dad and being like, "Dude, you do not get what's going on at mm-hmm. all." Right. Like like when we were, because I tell people all the time, I'm like, "Yeah, I remember when Windows 95 came out. I yeah. had a, I had that computer." Yep. With that PC with that operating system on it in that year. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's weird, weird time. Like, and, and now it's like people, I saw this meme post the other day. It's like you used to, um, like, the internet has become already making this transition to where it's like, oh, we got to get rid of our phones and go out in nature. And then, like, before it was like, oh, I got to escape world, the world yeah. and get in the internet. Like, I'm escaping everything else. Yep. It's stressful. I'm getting in the internet right now. Yep. And now everybody's like, oh, my phone. It's taking over my life. I got to. Well, they, re- they realize the truth inside. You know, everybody has that light that permeates the darkness of our phone. Yeah. So. It, Dude, it was Mario 3 for me when I was a kid, bro. Me, yeah. I played it too much. Yeah. Excite bike and Mike Tyson's punch out. Yeah. I remember getting in trouble because like my dad was out of town and I was like, I'm on the last level. <laughs> I will not talk to him. Yeah, tell him to wait. But yeah, it's like he's, he's calling long distance. Yeah, yeah, I know. It was like that was when it was like a big thing to call yeah. long distance, you know. We're talking like ni- early 90s. And call 1-800-COLLECT. Like, this um, is expensive. I remember like collect calling my parents from the movie theater one time being like, I'm ready at the movie theater. Come get me. Yes. And it would like tell them instead of my name. Yes. And they would like not accept the call and come get me because I didn't have a way. Like I would like yeah, spend dude. all my money at the concession stand and not have a way to call. Them. We all lived the same childhood. A payphone man. in America. Yeah. I saw a payphone in uh, in South Dakota. There's a, there's the a couple day. of them that's still no. in Russellville. I don't know if they work. They're still in Russellville. There's there's uh, yeah there's a there's a couple of them still around. Wow. Yeah. My kids wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. I don't think they've ever picked up an actual phone that has dial tone. They don't know what that sounds like. Uh, Nathan and I were joking about um, the kids that went viral because they were from around here. They couldn't do the rotary phone. Yeah, I saw that. Funny. Like, uh, actually, um, a friend of mine uh, from Clarksville that we're eating dinner with them tonight, They um, she teaches at Clarksville Junior High. Yeah, it's a junior high. And that was some of her students. Man. Super funny. And it went viral, too, man. Oh, yeah. It was a big one. I saw it. On a few different sites. Wow. I didn't know they were from around here. Yeah. Cool. You must not be from around here. Boy. <laughs> what oh, time? Wh- how long do you normally do this? Man. When do you need um, to get off of here? I'm going to... Well, yeah, we'll probably start wrapping it up. I've got to... I got to do... It's about 3.30. Man, I've ate berries. I've... Um, I just kind of work with people's schedules. Like today, I come off. I'm not teaching any summer school or anything. Cool. Um, I do need a. We're gonna have some dinner plans about five thirty or something. I think I'm gonna run over to the gym. Just kind of touch base there. Cool. I feel weird if I don't go there at least once a day. Yeah. Plus, there might need to be some coffee in the future. You might need to put someone in a in a lock. Yeah. While you're there, and just or choke. You never know when. Do you ever do you ever do that just to do it? Like, is it just fun to walk up to somebody and just. I, I reserve wrist locks for those exchanges. Do they hurt the oh, worst? Is that what you mean? Yeah. I don't want to find out, by the way. Don't you know, show me. It's 
Yeah. Wrist locks are painful. Um, but here's the thing, like everything can be painful. You're supposed to tap before it hurts. Mm. Not always something you can pull off. Yeah. But man, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Jiu-Jitsu people have weird little quirks about them. Like snuggling with my wife's not the same as normal people. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I've accidentally choked her in my sleep before. Yeah, but. Like I was showing, like, I remember, I remember perfectly. Like I showed. I'm teaching jiu-jitsu the same method right now. It's like a different way of teaching. It's where you take a move and you do it from all positions instead of being like, we're going from this position to this position to this position to this position, and then we've hit them with the submission. And we got these other options right here. Mm -hmm. But where I'll just kind of take a move and just like, uh, highlight it from all areas. I forgot where I was going with that. Other than I'm doing probably chokes that same way right now. You were talking about choking out your wife in your sleep. Oh yeah, yeah. That was uh, so. I remember the class I taught vividly. It was a gift wrap class, and I showed the gift wrap, which is a way of taking the back and choking somebody from all the positions I knew it from, which was like six. And that night, I totally gift wrapped her and took her back. <laughs> It's something you do to somebody when they're like on your side, laying away from you. So like yeah. you could see like the like the kinesthetic, like you feel that. And like jujitsu is very feel oriented, man. It's huh. you ever thought about getting any training? I know we talked I, about it a little bit. I wanted to do MMA for a long time, and I just my part in where I'm at in life just doesn't allow it. Yeah, you stay pretty busy, work some long days. Or? Yeah, and I I was on a fitness kick for a while. I got down to like. Two six no two fifty five or so. My goal was two thirty five. How much you wearing now? Um, two sixty five. No. How yeah. tall are you? Six six. Yeah, I noticed that you were. Yeah, you were one of those mid level giants. Yeah, <clears throat> and I started out at at well, my heaviest I've ever been was about three twenty, and this time around I started at two ninety five. Not have thought you'd be into you, dude. I'm kind of intimidated by you, man. Yeah, there's. I mean, I've got I'm, I'm a I'm like a bull ox or a bull moose or whatever it's called. Like I'm really strong, but I don't look like it or lift weights or anything. It's just I was fed well. Yeah, <laughs> when I was a kid. You watch Game of Thrones. No, I there's, there's a I giant in there, and he passes away. In like the Hodor next to last season. No, Hodor's got giant's blood though. But this guy's okay. name was Woon Woon. Okay, and dude, I'm not gonna lie, bro. I'm crying when he does. Yeah. Like, it's real sad. Ramsey Bolton kills him, and Ramsey Bolton's a real asshole. That's all I can say about that. That's always worse when your when your TV hero dies. I know, man. And he, it's just like he was such a like that gentle giant sort mm-hmm. of depiction. That's how I am too. Yeah, I can get that. I I've I've thought about another life where I was a Buddhist monk on the top of a mountaintop. I could totally do that. But I love my family too much to do that. Man, it's it's wild to me how many martial artists go down that path. Yeah, at, at one point or another. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a dedicated art. And that's a lot of discipline. Yeah, that's why I've I've kind of uh, the older I get every year in, I understand it more and more. I'm like, yeah, I have the same problems as you over there, new student, yeah. with that. Right. Yeah, yeah, bring your hands back to your face, bro. Yeah, like it's easier said than done. I'm struggling too. Okay. That's mm-hmm. when we kind of have to discipline ourselves. Yep. So it's, that's where I, that's like situations like that. It's like, yeah, it's easy to not bring your hands back to your face. So just mm-hmm. do that. Just bring them back to your face. All it takes is discipline. Yep. And, and do it over and over. Well, and then you apply that to all these scenarios. Like, 
oh, yeah, you forgot to get the underhook when you're passing the guard or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's why this happened to you. That's why so many people don't try meditation or don't stick with it. Like uh, get some moments of feeling uncomfortable. Well, it's because it, meditation takes repetition and dedication and just time. <clears throat> you know, there's a lot of personality is like an onion. You know, we all have the, the different layers and stuff to get through. And that's what meditation helps you to do. But when people try meditation, they see themselves sitting there and wasting time, wasting time, you know. See, I, I heard somebody describing it somewhat recently. I can't remember where, but they were basically saying, don't, oh, it was that Navel guy I was mentioning over lunch, um, don't attach anything to it. Exactly. Like, don't make it like you have to do it for 20 minutes. Don't uh, make it you have to think about this, you have to sit this way. Or exactly. You, you, it's not that. Uh, you ever read John Maxwell, um, How Successful People Think? Not that one in particular, no. Uh, it's a quick read or an easy listen. And um, he basically, like, the big takeaway is like, look, you have to have some time in the day where all you do is think. Mm-hmm. And here's what that, here's why you could benefit from that. Here's what that looks like. And like, here's some strategies on it. But like, really, and I mean, you think like that. It's almost like I'm like, oh, dude, you're talking about meditation. Like, it's what you're talking about. Yeah. That is a form of meditation for sure, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's this like kind of, it's almost like he was selling it to right. the crowd. Like, like it's something a, new. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's because like, we've never heard this, this. Guys, we call this thinking. <laughs> Thinkitation. Yes. The conscious things do it, okay, sometimes. Well, I find it interesting that there's so many different things that you can meditate on, and that is, you know, improving yourself or whatever it is. You can think about things and meditate on those things, but... Self-awareness meditation is thinking about nothing. And every thought that comes into your mind, you don't judge it. You don't place a value on it. You let it happen, and then you see it go. Like, you're, you're trying to become the watcher of what happens. Um, that, and through that, you become more self-aware of where do these ideas even come from? Where does this anger even come from? Like, I'll be... I'll, if sometimes I'm meditating. Last night, I meditated for 15 minutes... Go me. You know, that doesn't sound like a long time. I mean, it's, just, it's a portion of the day. It's a portion of your day that you set aside to do nothing. See, and that's, a, that's kind of the thing that he kept saying. Yeah. You know, and that, that John Maxwell. Yeah. And that's why I kind of kept liking it back because it's like he kind of kept reverting to like, look, there can't be other things in this time. Exactly. You know, this is nothing else going on. Other Prioritize. Than you and your thought processes and what mm-hmm. those are and what they need to be. Yep. So... And overcoming a lot of that, a lot of the issues in your life, you know, I, I tell people all the time it can be solved by meditation and they laugh at me. Like we were talking about earlier, they, because they don't, they don't, they haven't tried it to a point where it makes sense to them that it could solve issues, you know, people that are severely angry all the time. Um, you can get over that with meditation because you see that those anger uh, feelings come from n- nowhere, essentially. You know, there is no you there is no ego, that sort of thing. That becomes real with self-awareness meditation. And uh, I don't know, that's how it, it changed my life, honestly. I don't know where we, I don't know how I got to there from what we were talking about, but there you go. Jerry Epstein, Pimples, <laughs> Moloch. <laughs> we didn't even touch it. 
I know. Dude, uh, you know, I always say this with everybody, but you should definitely uh, always feel free to come back on the podcast. Yeah, definitely. man. I'd love to. Um, kind of wrap it up now so I can touch base do your, with all do your the little tag. appropriate, uh, yeah. Well, uh, your disclaimers. Do you have, um, do you have anything you want to plug before we wrap it up, man? Other than kind of, uh, dude, if anything, I would just plug, um, I really enjoy like, uh, for me personally, I really enjoy, uh, hearing other people's thoughts on kind of the issues that we talked about. Um, because I don't, I don't get a lot of that currently. So, if anyone hears this and wants to discuss anything that we have talked about, I think that's cool. Send me a message on Facebook. Um, I love just talking about deep stuff. So, let me help you explore. Yeah, likewise. Yeah. Yeah, man. But uh, if you're totally willing, come back on. Uh, it's been, uh, it's been nice getting to sit down. It's actually the first day we've hung out. Yeah, man. I think you just probably, like a lot of people right now, saw me bitching on the internet about my city problems. So yep. I'm sorry we had to make that way. Well, it's, uh, but thanks for empathizing, you absolutely. know, at the end of the day, because I think that's kind of like why we started chatting. And then I was like, oh, we got a lot of similar interests. It's kindred spirits. They always find each other out, man. Yeah. That's the way it goes. Because, man, I've had to, so many things that you were into, I've had to kind of learn to do it's like like what i was saying with business it's like i am interested i've worked uh in college and did a lot of filming uh for a different program and uh filmed lectures and turned them into dvds yeah. and different things like that but um you know that's something i've gotten more and more into over the last two or three years of this podcast and filming at the gym and mm-hmm. up in our figuring out how to make it better yeah. and it's a, it, i just always go tell people it's like that's the fun part yeah. for me is like I don't know. I'm I'm kind of an audiophile, but I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm just kind of. It's like everything, man. You're just kind of making it up. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have a lot of things figured out. I'm I'm aware of some things I'm good at, and it's the act of creating something. I think that makes us happy. It is a, and it's a man. I can't even quantify those feelings to people mm-hmm. that don't have them. But it's like it's a, it's like something that must be satiated. Yeah, you know, it's like a disease. I feel like it's the, and my wife has even told me this, it feels like um, my pursuit of creation feels like her her existence of pregnancy when she was pregnant. She feels like that's the same that I feel, like well, those feelings are similar. Because when, she's, when she has a child, there is a connection that I will never understand. And for me, content creation is that same, that same way. I can't explain to her why I love doing what I do for almost zero money sometimes, but it's because of that need to just give and be and do create from nothing. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a deep subject that we could talk about next time. Yeah. Well, I would love to, um, (laughs) I'd love to have you back on. So it'd be awesome. Um, If you have some, some time, we'll, uh, we'll get scheduled for sure. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on. We're going to go ahead and sign off. This has been uh, episode number 33, Laugh and Revel podcast. Uh, if you are listening, you can follow us on Podbean, Stitcher. I'm pretty sure we got taken off Spotify because I didn't make some conversion they kept emailing me about. I didn't really want to be on there anyway. They pay like crap. Mm-hmm. Tool's, got, Tool's on digital media now, though, so new album coming out in August. That's that cool. That is cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. About time. Uh, but that's that, guys. Thanks for listening. Check us out. Uh, give us a share, thumbs up, subscribe to our channel and all that. We appreciate the support.